self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we We are are conversation Conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red we're conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point and I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we're still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcallartists at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Call Artists, and send it to us that way. So, of course, I have Reddit post. We have a letter from Colin that we got that we traditionally would have done last week. But through a series of on-point related events, we did <laughs> not have an episode last week. I just had a really busy series of days and we just couldn't squeeze it in before time uh well okay. speaking of shows this never happens because usually it's 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 an unexpected thing but i will not be on next week's show um i am having sinus surgery and my face is going to be fucked up <laughs> no one my face won't actually be fucked up they're going up through my nose so i'm just going to be in a lot of pain which, I don't know, maybe high on Percocet would be a funny thing, but I, I, I'm not going to want to talk for two hours. So I won't be on next week uh, because of that. So, you know, send out good vibes, send up prayers, whatever it is that you do. Uh, I've never had surgery. This is my first surgery. So I'm kind of like, Ooh. It'll make you better. It's fucking better for the pain and the money. And I don't get me started on insurance and shit. America, man, you, you already know what it is. I, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do for that show. I, I, you know, got time. I don't know if I'm going to get one of the guys from Government Name or Nerd Plate, or maybe we can have a whole roundabout, you know, with all the guys, or uh, get random people from my friends list on Facebook to jump in and join conversation. I don't know, but I'm going to do something. Uh, anyway, Colin done thrown us a bunch of stuff. All right. Okay. But, but I want to start it off with a continuation of a conversation that we've had that I don't think you're going to like, Red. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to share my screen for some audio action. Okay. Because it's a YouTube clip of Lexington Steele. And the sounds that I said that he was making on the video. Oh, fuck. The dirty talk. No, nah, not the dirty talk. Just the the loudness. This? His face. <laughs> oh, is it playing? I can't hear it. Huh? Can you hear it? Uh-uh. Oh, hold on. Sorry, y'all. I just see his face, which is disturbing enough. All right, because I got to share the audio when I hit my share screen. I'm going to stop sharing and go back to share it. Start sharing. (sighs) This is going to be disturbing. I'm sorry, y'all. So don't be listening to this out loud and no public (laughs) space because this is is Lexington Steele's orgasm sounds. Oh, God. This is Colin. Colin did this. Not me. Even though I'm glad he did. Yes. Uh. 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 
was so Becoming a Super Saiyan, for those of you who remember watching the, um, what is the name of the show, Dragon Ball Z? He sounded like he was becoming a Super Saiyan, and then at the end, the very last few, he sounded like somebody was fucking killing him. Like, he, he was in so much pain. Look, that's what I said in the last episode. Like, am he, I supposed to be, is the feeling that I have when I orgasm supposed to feel like I'm getting killed? Is that the <laughs> exasperation I'm supposed to have? Or am I having low-level orgasms that I didn't know? Or is he just some magical Negro that have the best orgasms that ever existed? Because they lasted a long time, too. <laughs> Wait, Remy just farted, and it was so loud. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't hear it. So funny. You could hear it. I understand. I, but it if your so mic picked it up on the, on the speaker, then people might think it's you. Well, not me if you can't hear it. It was him. And he looked back at his ass like, what? <laughs> oh, you stinky little motherfucker. Um, I, you know what? I think that... Tell me this. Oh, does, go ahead, go ahead. He does porn. So, like, I think over the years, because the camera's on him, he, like, you know, played it up for the camera. And, like, I think maybe he just, like, that's just what he does. I don't know that it's any more intense for him than it is for anybody else. Like, I feel like it's for show. No, I think I don't think so. I don't think so. Because if you saw his facial expressions with that moment, then you'd be like, this this nigga need to be in Hollywood. <laughs> if this is an act, you know, from my perspective. But I mean, I have read about I mean, people do have like there is a uh a, a pill regimen that you can take that will help your orgasms last longer. And do a whole bunch of stuff physically for your body that'll make them feel better. Um, and so I think that people are potentially naturally born with the ability to have stronger, longer, better orgasms. No. Have you have you experienced a dude that's done anything close to any of that? I did. I don't know if we're talking about the show, the screamer. I don't remember that talking about okay. that. Okay. <laughs> Oh, okay, so this is when I was still living in Montgomery. Was that out of college? Yeah, because I was in my own apartment, so I had to be out of college. Um, <laughs> he screamed like a girl's shrill scream at the end. And I was so taken aback because <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> and I didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> I'm like, 
I didn't know if he could call him Charlie Horse, but like, yeah, sometimes you get a cramp. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on, but that's just what he and <laughs> I actually had sex with him twice because I wanted to see if if that was like a one time off thing. I wasn't even that much interested in him at this point. I was more interested in is is he does he just scream? He does. He just screams and it's fucking weird. That one like high pitch like my neighbors if they were hearing us probably thought it was me. That's what it. <laughs> Shame on you for using that man like that. Number one, it was scientific. You know, I just wanted to know. You use that man. Anyway, yeah, number, number two, that's something. That's something you got to tell somebody, man. Yeah. Like if you do an opera score at the end, like oh, like if you do some shit like that at the end, <laughs> you need to tell a person that, or at least, or at least tap dance around and be like, now nah, I get loud now. You know what I'm saying? I get loud when I when the when I'm in when I'm in some WAP, you know what I'm saying? Uh, if you throw it on me too hard, then I'm gonna be screaming at the end. Like you gotta let people know that you can't just bust some crazy shit. Yeah, because like disconcerting. And my friends, my female look, I'm not listening. I've never had sex to myself. Okay, I, so I don't know. I'm not one of these people that is like overly confident or like, oh, um, I don't know. I just ain't that person. Now I've received compliments, but niggas are gonna compliment you because they want to have sex with you again even if you know whether or not it's true i feel like so like i say that to say <laughs> they were like no he, he probably don't scream all the time and girl it might have just been you and i was like no i think he just screams i think that's what that and that was another reason why i had to see if it would repeat i did I guess technically it could still be, but it's just me, but I think he just is a screamer. I think he's just a screamer. So the plan was to not have sex with him again if that wasn't the case? It could have happened, may not, it probably wouldn't have happened. But like, I wasn't enthused. Like, I, I wasn't like, oh, you know, this is gonna be something, so, eh. You know, maybe it would have happened, maybe it would not. But the scream, I was like, I gotta figure this shit out. What is what is this? Because nobody's ever screamed. Yeah, you gotta let people know about some of your shit. <laughs> if you ain't regular. <laughs> and I've never had like he's the only I mean, I have had, you know, people like kind of yell a little bit, but it's still like a masculine yeah. This was a scream. <laughs> like high pitch. People probably thought it was me. Damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> he look. He went on and he married with a baby now. And I'm still so he's single, so he he fine. <laughs> he did all right. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, okay. To the rest of Collins' letter, or okay. to the, the beginning of it. What is good, y'all? Title of this people? is "Vote Early Meet." <sighs> what is good, y'all? I really like the three questions that were brought up in this week's listener letter, and I thought I'd add a list with my own answers, add to the list with my own answers. Hopefully, some more listeners will start to write in with their own answers, too. Could make for an interesting chat. One, has there been anything good to come of 2020? 
For me, I think the discovery of the fact that people can work from home and still accomplish their jobs is one plus. Employers now are trying to figure out how to keep those employees happy while they start to think about office space costs. Also, Trump got that Rona, so that was a plus. <laughs> if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? I'd probably just stay right here, uh, which is Seattle, or I would live in New York City. He's money, money would have to be no object, though. Third, what would I tell myself? Like Life begins at 30, man. Spend your 20s living modest and saving money and keeping debts low. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Life it, starts at 30. Spend your 20s chilling. Yeah. It does. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're right, man. You got a good 15. If you're a man, you got a good 15, 16 years before your meat starts dying down. I, okay. Before the blood stop rushing. <laughs> what? Now go on. You're going to have to tape a popsicle stick to that thing to get it popping off. Like a bird wing when it's broke. <laughs> Not how that. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> now on to some topics and fun stuff. Then Lexington Steel, laugh my ass off. Listen, just go here and play this. We've already done that. <laughs> and a Reddit post. Oh, and after the Reddit post, y'all playing Among Us? Cheers, Colin. All right. Uh, my girlfriend, 22 female, says that she will start having sex with me if I come back. 22-year-old male. Wait, she'll start having sex with him if he comes back? Apparently. That's what it says. Okay. So I've been in a relationship for almost four years with my girlfriend. I've posted on this board before seeking advice about my problems and the feedback made me break up with her a month ago. The biggest issue was that I didn't get the warmth I needed. I love cuddling and kissing, but she was never into it. I can't really remember the last time I came over to her and she just started doing something passionate with me. It was always I who had started the touching and kissing. We also didn't have sex for the duration of our relationship. I went down on her all the time. I got maybe five hand jobs, but that's it. And four first, years? Jesus, sorry. Sorry, I'm just, it's a lot. At first, my love was stronger than the need than the need to have sex, but over time, the hormones started doing their job, and it was very hard for me. I talked to her many times about it, and at the end of the relationship, it got so bad for me that I almost begged while crying. It was a painful time for her, though, because her dad recently had a stroke, so that's how I excused her in my head. You people advised me to break up with her, which I finally did. It's extremely gut-wrenching for me since I don't remember my life before meeting her. We had many beautiful memories together. But the thing that gives me the most pain is how bad my ex is dealing with the situation. She tells me that nobody will love her besides me, that she hates herself and begs me to come back. She told me that she always scared of having sex because of her tight upbringing. Her parents are very religious and always said that she will go to hell if she has premarital sex. But now she got into her head that we should do it and she is ready, mm -hmm. that she dreams about it every night. I always wanted to make people happy, and it breaks my heart seeing her like this. She didn't give me what I needed for almost four years, even when I cried about it multiple times. But now, after the breakup, she changes her mind and tells me she will change. I don't know what to do about it because it bothers me that she started thinking about my feelings in this regard only after I broke up with her. I would love to hear some advice from you amazing people since you helped me before. Thank you. Too long didn't read. I broke up with my girlfriend because she wouldn't have sex with me, but now she wants to do it if I come back. Okay, a couple of things. The, the age you said, 22? Yeah. Okay, so four years is going to put them at like 18. Mm -hmm. So that's very young. Um, and so that 
makes me go a little bit less hard as I would <laughs> as I was prepared to go before I considered the ages in this uh, about the whole four years and begging for sex. Here's the thing. If she is uh, been indoctrinated into this like really super religious upbringing and you know has this that Christian guilt or Catholic guilt uh, uh, about premarital sex, them getting back together and her doing it doesn't mean that it's 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 what she wants to do. Like, and he may end up back in the exact same place as he was. Like she, it seems like she needs somebody religious <laughs> where they gonna be cool with you know maybe shit maybe she needs uh, some help getting over the family trauma that she got of being yeah. terrified in the shit that she shouldn't do because yeah, of religion can't, he can't do that though like she would have to go seek that from an outside so she's just trying to get back with him but I'm saying I don't think it's religion I mean, she could easily be having a conversation about getting married at this point, you know, in order to make it okay to do those things. But she just terrified of fucking doing them. I mean, she let that man give her head. That shit wrong, too. <laughs> Hand jobs. That shit wrong, too. If from it. Well, so if this. So <clears throat> Catholic. And for anybody that's listening, that's Catholic. I'm. I apologize, but well, what Catholics are crazy. I know, but I'm just not saying, the people, like, but like the the yeah the shit they have them doing that shit crazy. So part of the reason that Catholic priests have been fucking with little boys for very long amounts of time, I think that I think they think intercourse, having sex, the actual act. I think they put that above other shit. And so she might have been able to reconcile, you know, him going down on her and her. He, she wouldn't even put her mouth on him. She was just using her hand. That's worse. The Catholics. Is it? Yeah, because you can't spill that seed. <laughs> you can't. The problem is spilling the seed. Catholic Catholics believe that anytime a man ejaculates and it don't go towards impregnating a woman. Then that's a sin. Masturbating, sin. Hands out, sin. Blow job, sin. <laughs> Anal, sin. If you finish in there, <laughs> sin. All of them are sins. You can't do that. Okay? You, you just, if you ain't getting a woman pregnant, you're sinning. <laughs> that's Catholicism. So <laughs> when it comes to the sex, even though if you look up the doctrine, it don't mean that. It's crazy. You don't mean that, but it's convenient to believe that. Uh, another thing, because, you know, I'll be watching TikToks. I like TikTok. I'm glad I don't work for no government and job because I'm not able to have it, but I like TikTok. And uh, TikTok, some of the some of the one posts I favorited bring up Bible shit sometimes. And it was this dude explaining that the word homosexuality wasn't created until the early 1900s. So the words homosexuality ain't in the Bible. <laughs> it ain't in the original doctrine. Um, the word homosexuality actually translates to pedophilia or a man having sex with a child. And even Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed because they were gang raping people, which I knew that. Not because of homosexuality. 
Jesus. Like they were kidnapping little boys and gang raping them. And that's what happened. That's why. And so uh and then at the end he said, um, it's no surprise why the um why the Catholic Church would rather that homosexuality be the uh definition that we gave it versus the one that it roughly translates to from the doctrine if it if it's referenced pedophilia. They priest in trouble. Oh. Yeah. So Listen, I'm sorry, Catholics, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> You've participated in that you know, faith. It's your own I, choice. But she definitely sounds like she needs some therapy. Yeah, I don't think um he need to get back with her. No. I think he need to move on. Um the only thing I mean, I guess the if if sex if you're certain that sex would give you the relationship that you want. Like if she gave you ninety percent of everything, and the only thing you were missing was that ten percent sex. Personally, I guess you shouldn't have broke up with her from that ten percent if that was the case. But, um, but I understand how sex can get that powerful. So, um, I feel like maybe, but I need to know more about this situation before that. Until she gets her shit straight, because what you don't want to happen is them get back together. She agreed to have sex. Throw having sex with him out of wanting to keep him, even though she still feels the same way about it, because that's going to break resentment. She's going to break resent him. She's going to resent herself for doing this. Like, she need to get her shit straight. I feel like if it was me, I feel, and I had the knowledge I have now, I feel like I would get back with her, but we would go to counseling together. Yeah, but that's you. You know, you're an anomaly. Well, if I was responding to him on the post, I'd probably say, hey, if you want to be with her because of things outside of sex, get back with her um, for sex. I think y'all need to build up to that. And I think that you should start building up to that with counseling. And not religion based counseling, please. Don't go to don't go to the um, the father. or Don't go to no Christian counselors. No. Go to a licensed counselor. They got ethical codes that they got to buy by shit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um yeah uh i haven't been playing among us so i haven't been playing anything like i literally haven't turned my xbox on in forever which i might because i'm off for a week due to having surgery among and us like, is a pc and a pc and android game oh i won't be playing that then because i can't i'm gonna be on the couch <laughs> for most of the time i guess i can play on my phone but my computer's in the do you know what it is yeah it's basically a group of maybe nine or ten people, and they're on this what seemed like a spaceship or something, and it got all these different rooms where you can go in and solve tasks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And in that whole equation, one person is an imposter. Now, oh, I've seen games like that. So <laughs> this person's goal is to go sabotage tasks and also kill everybody on the ship. Well, shit. And so when one, so when you're going around the game, if you're an imposter, you can kill people. But if you're a regular person, you find a dead body, you can go report it. And sometimes, if the imposter is good, you don't know when they killed him or what happened. So people will get in the chat and be like, where is everybody? Where is the body found? Was anybody around the body that can vouch for the body? You know, what color What color did it? And so you get to vote it's whoever like off. Yeah, you get to vote whoever off. And, you know, and the imposter can get in there, too, and be like, look, I saw Blue doing this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they'd be like, where was you, Blue? And so it's basically a game of, you know, the imposter trying to stay the, as the imposter. Jen, 
it's like that game we played on the Jackbox games where me and you were the aliens on that ship. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's yeah. like that. Yeah. It's like that where everybody else was, and we you got know, normal shit. and we got away. Yeah. We, we got away because we, we sold Discord and they trust with each other. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Government name and nerd plate. Yes. Uh, but it was just like that. Yeah. It was just like that, except yeah. a more well put together version of it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh it's it's pretty fun. And they be doing so much creative stuff. You can cr- change all of the settings in the game and stuff. So the other day I came in and they had changed the visibility settings all the way down to like where you can only see yourself. And the game that was playing they was playing was called Hide and Seek, where you hide from the imposter. You, know, um, you don't report bodies, but the imposter's supposed to come try to find everybody to kill him. It's, it's, it's a weird take on it, but it's just creative. But yeah. Uh, I still just been playing Apex Legends, man. Apex Legends, Call of Duty. Uh, I picked up a new game called Casino Royale. Is that which, a James Bond game? I mean, that's, that was the James Bond movie, I think, but not a James Bond game at all. Oh, okay. So when PUBG came out, uh, another company created a, um, a, uh, what is it when it do something fake? Um, begin with a P. I don't know why my brain's like this. I must be missing yeah. some damn vitamins. Uh, when they make a mockery of something. Make a mockery of it. Yeah. Um. And not pseudo. Not pseudo. Maybe it don't begin with a P. Bro, I can't believe I can't think of that word. Um, basically, PUBG came out. A company said, "Okay, we're gonna make a, a spoof game of this." Um, and so they made a game called Casino Royale, where it's like the stuff you find to put on your head was pots and pans. All your armor was pots and pans, and it's called Cuisine Royale, not Casino Cuisine okay. Royale. <laughs> So pots and pans you put on your head and stuff. It was a mock game. But it turns out that the people who developed it are fucking good at developing games. So they developed a solid-ass spoof game of PUBG. And my roommate got me on that. My old roommate. So I've been playing that. But it turns out I fucking love Battlefield games or Battle Royale games. I like them. But, uh, yeah, that's it. That's uh, all I've been into. But I am playing Among Us. Maybe we need to get a group game going. I know some of the guys, Gummit Name and uh, Nerd Play. Somebody over there play that. Um. Okay. Thank you, Colin. As usual. Um. So I have a few. Am I the asshole? Then I have a few. Um. Of the regular relationship posts. All right. All right. Am I the asshole for kicking my brother? Um. For kicking out my brother after he told my wife that she should feel relieved that she had a stillbirth. Am I the asshole for my elderly, allowing my elderly father to become homeless? Am I the asshole for treating my adopted son differently than my biological kids? Um, And then this one, (laughs) my boyfriend came over to my place, slept with me, let me buy him lunch, and then broke up with me because he felt we were just friends. Uh, then a 19-year-old female was just kicked out and disowned for being gay. 
Somebody wants to know how to break up with their boyfriend who lives with her and her mom. First of all, what the fuck is he living with y'all? Um, uh, okay, go ahead. No, that's I mean that's that's enough. We pick from some of those. Um I want I wanna do the one where she, uh she need help breaking up with the boyfriend that lived with her and the mom. Oh god. Okay. Um she is nineteen and the boyfriend's twenty. So again, the title is, how do I break up with my boyfriend who lives with me and my mom when every time I try, he threatens and manipulates me into staying with him? No, he's, he manipulates you into him staying with you because he, anyway. <laughs> um, so my boyfriend and I have been together for about two and a half years and have lived together for two. Our relationship was always pretty toxic and he has anger issues as well. So we often have explosive fights, which sometimes end up slightly physical. So I definitely know this is not the kind of relationship I want to be in. Also, as a mean, as mean as this may sound, he honestly has no life outside of me. I try to push him to go out with family and friends a couple of times a week, but he can't drive and will honestly rather sit around at home and be with me 24-7. Because of this, of course, he also has an issue with me hanging out with my friends or taking time for myself and asking for a couple of hours of privacy. In my own home, might I add. Basically, he's very obsessed and controlling. I tried to break up with him a couple of months ago, but he manipulated me into staying and I felt horrible. Fast forward to earlier today, I tried to break up with him again and he started trying to manipulate me, to, which I was doing a good job of ignoring until he started to threaten to break my stuff, which he has done before. And I really, really can't afford to replace my things right now as I just had to pay for two expensive car repairs. Um, and he also threatened to hurt my pets. Like I said, he lives with me and my mom, so taking my stuff and moving out isn't really an option. He also knows how to, to get in without a key and has a history of doing bad, impulsive things, so it really worries me. I just feel so trapped and at my wit's end, I don't know what to do. Bitch, if you don't call the goddamn police, yep. you living with a psychopath. You afraid he's going to hurt your aunt? He's going to kill all y'all in y'all sleep. Call the police. Fucking <laughs> you. What? The. <laughs> Girl, when I so I don't read these beforehand. When I read the um, title, I was thinking maybe he was being manipulative and that he was he was saying, "Oh, I'm gonna hurt myself," or, you know, I don't have anywhere to go. You know, playing on her feelings. I didn't know he was threatening her with violence and shit. Bitch, if you don't call the police and get that motherfucker out your house or out your mama house, and let me tell you something, I'm gonna assume that y'all are white, and I I mean whatever, y'all take this, do whatever with it, which will. My black ass parents. It's not finna let me move some nigga up in the house with him. They're not. I can go back and live with my parents. I'm 35. My mom don't want let me move up in there with a random nigga now at 35. At 19, if I try to come back and be like, Billy's gonna come and live with me. And yeah, we fight a lot. And he breaks stuff, but he needs somewhere to My mama will cuss me all the way out. All the way? All the way. Damn. From the rooter to the tutor. Damn, all what the fuck? Girl, he's a psycho. Get up, get get by the car, please, and get him out of your house before he kill all of y'all. And you become a new story. He threatening to break your stuff. And he didn't broke your stuff before? Girl. Mm-mm. No, ma'am. And this beyond toxic. Toxic, again, is, you know, maybe some emotional manipulation and shit. Like, what you're talking about is full-out abusive-ass relationship. Like, you need to get 
him the fuck out of your house. And it should be easier. Now, as far as him breaking in and shit, if he the kind of person that you need to kick, get get police involved, you need to get a restraining order. Restraining order ain't gonna stop him from breaking in, but the very first time he does do that shit, after you have a restraining order, he's going to fucking jail. You need to have some shit in place instead of just sitting there living with fucking Ted Bundy. What, what are you doing? What's going on? What do you mean? <laughs> I don't understand. Ellie, your mama allowing again. I just feel like y'all, y'all white. My black ass mama would never bro anything in her house. She'd have kicked his ass out. And me if I said something about it. <laughs> Shit. Mm, mm, mm. Damn. Mama, wow. Um. Yeah, police. <laughs> That's the only answer. Ain't no other answers. No. You call the police on this Quick motherfucker. ASAP. Get him out of the house. Change huh. the locks and shit. Yeah. Like I... y'all need to go full force and take this seriously because it's no stories happen every day of motherfuckers that snap and go killing families because you mad because they got broken up with. So you need to take his threat seriously. Listen. And doing any of this shit don't guarantee that he ain't gonna try to do that bullshit anyway. He don't. At all. You but it's know, better than but, sitting on your ass not doing shit. Yeah, you gotta do what you can to avoid the bullshit that, that can happen from this. Jesus. Um, you better do it fast. Uh-huh. Because he just building up more and more and more entitlement. To to your existence. Hell no, I'll be. And maybe maybe when I was in my twenties, she's young. She's like nineteen, so I get that. Because I was gonna say I cut niggas off from small shit now. Like I don't have time. But at nineteen, and with all this shit, no. But I did take. I was a lot more. I put up with a lot more. Like I feel like the older I get, the more I'm like, I ain't got time for this shit. I got adult shit to do. And you're impeding that with your bullshit. So, next. Uh, <laughs> true story. Just, um, I'm going to do the one. Am I an asshole for allowing my elderly father to become homeless? Because that one just it uh hits close to home mm-hmm. <laughs> for me. <laughs> and I don't even know why she's allowing him to be homeless. But uh, let's see. Um, I am in my 30s and my father is in his 70s. We live in a kind of expensive city in separate homes. I was never financially dependent on him. Mom raised me 100%. Dad is a former criminal who who lives off United States Social Security, which is about $1,400 a month, and has zero savings. He has not worked in 35 years. At first, it was my choice because he disliked working and crime was just easier. But then he started believing he was incapable of working, even if he wanted to. Um... What is WTV? I hate when people be using acronyms. WTB. WTV as in Victor. I don't know. Just spell shit out. I don't know what that's supposed to be. Not my problem to unwrap that emotional baggage. Um, He abuses drugs and is generally an asshole. The kind of asshole who refuses to believe he needs to change or that his words or actions could hurt others. He lives for now in an RV camper due to an 
Due to unavoidable reasons, the camper will be scrapped and he will be homeless. With no savings and only a small income, what are you going to do? Ask Junior for help. Oh, this is a guy. I'm employed and earning a low six figures. Nigga, what? Low six figures? All right. That's, yeah, that's definitely white man shit. <laughs> I have a graduate degree with lots of student debt and small but attainable goals. I have only become financially stable for the first time in my 30s, but I am not rich. Remember, I live in an expensive city. Dad and my relationship have been rocky most of my life. He took me out for ice cream as a kid and bought me toys, but that but was emotionally and financially abusive. He caused me a whole lot of problems, asked my therapist. Do I love him? Yes. Unconditionally? Laugh out loud? No. And from a comfortable distance. We talk about once a month and I see him about two times a year. If I'm around him for more than a few hours, I get anxiety attacks and lose the rest of the day to self-care and breathing exercises. Damn. Dad wants a thousand dollars a month to supplement his social security, which he said would get him a tiny apartment in the city where my family is. Instead, I offered that I would help him get low income housing. He said no. I offered to help relocate him to a less expensive area of the state or country where his 400, his 1400 would mean something. He said no. I offered to get him a job. He said no. Roommates. He said no. He said he can't handle roommates due to emotional problems. I offered to help him in any way I could except give him money. He said no. He said his only option is for me to supplement his rent. Look, if it were my mom in threat of homelessness, I'd do anything for her. Give her money, my home, whatever. I guess this is supposed to be whatever, maybe. Because he put WTB again. I'm assuming that's whatever. Um, that woman is just the bee's knees. Worked three jobs, nothing but love, etc. On the one hand, dad argues that I'm letting him become homeless that I am coldly allowing my own father to live on the streets. On the other hand, um, I argue that I am respecting his decision to not pursue any of the options I offer him. I am respecting his choice to become homeless. So I'm not the asshole for making six figures and standing by while dad becomes homeless. And please, none of that honor that father stuff. That's just blindly following a rule for following a rule's sake, in my opinion. Too long didn't read, dad is an asshole and is about to be homeless. I can barely afford to supplement his rent but I, I can't, um, but I don't want to. Listen. Well, first off, quit lying to yourself. You can afford to supplement that man's rent, <laughs> but you should not fucking supplement that man's rent. But Hell you can no. afford to. That's, you're lying to yourself if you think that you can't. <laughs> because you can't. Um, it don't matter what city you live in in America. If you're making a low six figures, then you fine. <laughs> you, you okay. You know, he's trying to tell himself that that ain't enough in order to feel better about not doing it but it's enough you know just don't do it hey, lean into that shit you. grab your balls and say no daddy i ain't doing that shit hey, don't even call him daddy call him his name no thomas i ain't doing that shit <laughs> hell you gave him hella options you you tried to to problem solve this issue with him and he basically just wants you to give him money like that's the oh okay well then you're gonna be homeless, nigga. Just it just is what it is. I'm sorry. Don't you want me? No. On that biggest shit. Give me the loot. <laughs> Boy, if you don't get the fuck out of here. And the fact that he is this just lets me know that, you know, sometimes with age people do start to recognize they did, you know, they fucked up and some of the shit they did they shouldn't have done. He is still sitting in his wrongness, wallowing in it. Because he is still not willing, he feel like he is entitled to not have to work like the fucking rest of us. 
He don't want to have no room, and he don't want to be inconvenienced at all. Well, bitch, you just need to go ahead and check out. Life is inconvenient as a motherfucker. What makes you think that you ain't going to have to deal with no inconvenience? What the fuck makes you special? You better sit your 70-year-old ass down somewhere or just go ahead and check out. But either way, I'm not giving you no money. Uh. Pops. I know you're not the asshole for this, sir. Your daddy is an asshole, but you know that already. And don't look. And I listen. I felt that honor that father. Y'all know I didn't talk about my fucked up family situation. And that is something that my mom does that we get into it about a lot. If my dad do some fucked up shit, her thing, well, he's your dad. And you know, you just need to treat him like your dad. And because that's what God expects. But so God don't see the shit he doing. He don't see him out here fucking up. I'm still supposed to just pretend like, like, no, that shit. Oh, I hate that. I hate people who feel like parents get off doing fuck shit because just solely because they parents. Like, you just got to put up whatever fuck shit they do because they your parents, you know? So you get, no, the fuck I don't. Mm -mm. No, no, I don't. I don't have to do that. And if God is going to look at that and see that as me, all this other shit I'm doing, and see me as being an unworthy person, then I guess me and God just have to have a conversation when that time comes. But like that guilt and shit, oh, I hate that. That infuriates me when people do that. You're gonna ignore everything I just said about what this man is doing to, to look at me in my face and say, well, yeah, that sounds bad, but no, 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 no. <laughs> Let's be honest about the black family, at least. The black family, what they do is they condition their kids to take bullshit from them. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Like, you, they're raising you to accept them talking bad about you, to accept them um, disrespecting you, but oh Lord, don't disrespect them, and all hell gonna break loose. Or do something uh, in their house, because it's their house, but they prepare you to just accept all kind of fucking verbal, <laughs> emotional, and psychological abuse. And it's fucked up. And that Christianity and the Bible really just reinforces that level of bullshit. Um, and, and I don't like it. And so... I think that you need to judge your parents and your your actions for them based on their merits. Like daddy got a goal in mind. He got he know exactly what he want. He gonna say no to everything until what he want is the last option. Yep. But you know what? That ain't your fucking business. And you don't got nothing to do with him becoming homeless. He has options that he's not. He choosing homelessness. This is not a situation where a series of he ain't limited snickets. Okay, this ain't a series of unfortunate events. All right. He has enough time knowing that this is coming up to plan and make arrangements. And he's decided that he don't want to do that because he just wants you to pay for shit. He's choosing homeless. You're not making him homeless. You ain't got nothing to do with that. It's a grown ass man making a grown ass man decision. And unfortunately, the consequence of this particular decision means his ass going to be homeless. And honestly, the way that you described your daddy, he ain't going to allow himself to become fucking homeless. He a hustling ass nigga. He's not going to allow himself to become homeless. This is chicken 
You know, people play chicken, you coming at each uh-huh. other, who's going to turn first. This is chicken right now. Because he does not sound like the kind of person who's going to allow that shit. So at the very last second, when he realized that you ain't going to be the one to turn, he going to figure uh-huh. the shit out. He's not going to become homeless. He ain't the kind of person who would allow himself to. He ain't going to do that shit. So his the homelessness really is a moot point because he's not going to allow himself to become homeless. He playing chicken with you right now. Yeah. Pretty much. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> Fuck him. All the way. Uh, let me do that because I was just curious about this one because uh, it just sounds terrible. Am I the asshole for treating my adopted son differently than my biological kids? Now, on the surface, this sounds terrible. <laughs> sounds pretty bad. And I lean forward towards them being the asshole, but let's see what the specifics are. So three months ago, uh, my husband, wait, oh no. So three months ago, she's 33 and her husband is 37. Three months ago, me and my husband, and, and we traveled to Korea to pick up our adopted son. Also, we were as safe as possible and stayed at home for 14 days when we came back from Korea. He is two years old. He has had so much trouble adjusting. Though I am Korean, my husband is black and he had never seen a black person before, so he was a kind of afraid at first. We also have two other kids who a six-year-old female, six and seven-year-old female. Um, well, our two-year-old, two-year-old, two-year-old is still grieving. He does things like shove a ton of food in his mouth or he will sleep all day and scream all night. We don't get mad at him for doing so, as we know how hard this is for him. We don't give in to him, we just usually get him to tell us what he needs slash wants without screaming or crying. My parents came to visit for the first time since we traveled to meet him. At one point, my six-year-old started throwing a temper tantrum after dinner because according to her, she didn't get enough ice cream. I sternly told her that it isn't okay to cry and scream and when she doesn't get what she wants and sent her to her room and then we had a conversation a few minutes later. Around a half hour later, my two-year-old woke up and started screaming and throwing a tantrum. I was much more patient with him and was cuddling him to try to help him calm down. My parents started criticizing how I treated him versus how I treated my daughter. I tried to explain that he had just gone through a major change in his life, but they kept saying kids are kids, also known as all kids have to get the same consequences no matter what. Also, they have never considered adopting or anything like that, so it kind of annoyed me that they were giving me advice like that. I was just texting with my sister who says that I can't just brush off anyone who hasn't adopted. She didn't seem to agree with either one of us, but she thinks that I'm an asshole for brushing off my mom just because she's never adopted and doesn't know much about it. Also, just to be clear, I have talked to both my girls on many occasions since he came home to make sure they do not feel like we are favoring him. I remember I was 10 when my brother was born and I felt like my parents didn't love me anymore and I don't want my girls to feel like that. And so far they are just excited about having a new sibling and they don't seem to mind that sometimes they get treated differently, but am I the asshole? Okay, I'm glad I saved my opinion to later. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's not the asshole. <laughs> your parents, though, can shut the fuck up. And your sister. And your sister. Because it ain't even, this ain't even just a regular adoption. <laughs> okay. You adopted this child from Korea. So not only is this child away from the parents that he was born to, he is also away from the country he was born in <laughs> and living with a black person. Like he needs some comforting. He's gonna need some consoling. He's gonna need um some special attention in this transitional period. Y'all say it's just been a couple of months since y'all got here. Don't be your parents need to shut the fuck up. 
they don't know what they're talking about. And then that even that some stuff, you know, sometimes I feel like I look at stuff differently because I'm a therapist. And then other times I'm like, that's just fucking human decency now. Human decency without knowing anything about child psyche or any of that says this kid just went through something traumatic and he probably gonna have some adjust uh, he need an adjustment period you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. because i feel like guess what if they and this you know this is just how people are <laughs> if they had brought home a dog from the shelter who had been abused and they had to coddle and so they would nobody would give a fuck <laughs> dogs get treated better and get looked at differently this child, they're they're not doing anything wrong. They're doing what they need to do. They've explained it to the two girls that they have why this is happening, so it don't seem like oh he's new and we just like him more than y'all. Um, I mean they're doing everything that they need to do. Just don't listen to your parents. Tell your mom to shut the fuck up. So one of my homeboys called me to talk to me about a situation going on with his family, and he was saying I don't know if I should talk to her about it because that's her house, her rules. Um, and it was clearly some dumb shit that she had done. And, um, and I was like, look, I just don't buy the, it's my house, my rules thing. And he was like, I mean, the, what my rules in my house are going to be what I operate by. You know what I'm saying? Can't nobody tell me nothing that's going to change up my rules. And I was like, well, I mean, if the house next door to you rules of the house is that, you know, if you do something problematic, the consequence is going to be we're going to strap you up to a tree out back butt necking and lash you across the back. That don't make the fucking right. <laughs> that don't make the <laughs> rules good just because it's the rules of the fucking house. Like, it's a whole bunch of people out here operating off of a fucked up set of rules. And, you know, this is one of them situations where, so I don't agree on all encompassing keep other people out your business and keep the stuff that going under the house in this house but in this case you doing what you're supposed to be doing and you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing keep them motherfuckers out of your business mm-hmm. you know unless they helping you take care of the children if they doing some kind of child care then i guess you don't have a choice but if it's just you then tell them to get the fuck out of your business you ain't doing nothing wrong okay the kids you you it's a tight rope that you gotta walk to make sure that your girls are good, you know, in this whole dynamic. Even though you have a conversation with them and everything, like theoretically they good after that conversation, but it still feel different wanting something from your parents that you don't get. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that that's something that y'all gotta reckon with. It's a long term thing, you know. What if this child takes seven years to get over his trauma? Sure. You know, what if he never really adjusts to the family? You know, what if your girl come to be tired of playing backseat to his stuff? You know, there's so many different variables in it, you know. But right now, at this moment, it sounds like you're doing all you can do to preserve your family because you have the mindset to do that. Like, that's what your goal is. That's what you're trying to accomplish. Um, Furthermore, ain't no, I don't know who said that all consequences, all kids got to get the same consequences. Every kid ain't the same. Every oh. kid don't respond to shit the same. Oh. You know, some I'm kids. Go into <laughs> some kids are really good when you remove something from them. Like, oh, she took away my PlayStation. I'm gonna be good. Some kids don't give a fuck about that. You know, and some kids on the flip side don't have no problems with you taking stuff away. 
but they'll be good if you give them something. Like, if you be, have a reward system, ooh, yeah, I get that, you know? And get spankings work for some kid, work for some kids. For other kids, it's going to make them worse, you know? And you can't sit here and not assess your kids because you just want the easy route of using the same consequences on them. Well, you're going to have some fucking bad turnouts if you don't adjust your kids' issues to who they are. You have to get to know who your kids are as individual because they are individual. And because they're individual, they're going to respond to things differently. If you if you have two kids who do something and your the punishment is, okay, you know, no no PlayStation for a week, and one of the kids don't ever play the station play the PlayStation anyway, you think he give a fuck about that shit? He gonna go on about his life like it was before because he wasn't playing the PlayStation anyway. <laughs> like it didn't matter to him. Your kids are individual personalities. And so you have to get to know them and and figure out what way to get to them. Like if you got this one size for them, and this is why corporal punishment on its own does not work. If you just gonna whoop everybody in your house and think some kids don't give a fuck about that. And I think I've said this on the show before. I have three brothers whooping me and two of my brothers work. My brother Mike didn't give a good goddamn about no whooping because he was gonna get the whooping, right? He was gonna cry a little bit and he can go back doing what the fuck he wanna do. Okay. That's how he viewed that. Because a whooping well, how long does a whooping last? A couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he can go back to doing what he wanted to do as opposed to grounding him for a whole week. You know what I'm saying? And him taking away something that he wanted to do for a long period of time. Because it takes, a few minutes. takes responsibility and work on the parents' part to do long-term consequences. Yeah. For a week, you got to monitor a motherfucker. You got to mm-hmm. make sure that they ain't participating in that thing that you said they can't have or they can't do. You got to try to stop them from leaving if they try to go do it anyway. It take work on the parent part to do that. A whooping, you got all the tools you need right there in that little close quarter and you can be done with the consequences. You know, <laughs> but that don't work for everybody. It doesn't. You know, and as a parent, you got to do some work in order to make sure that your kid turns out, those systems turn out the way you want them to turn out with rewards and consequences. That's just what it is. You got to be consistent and you got to do some work. The cop-out going to cause you more problems than it costs solutions. It is. Ain't no one-size-fits-all to parenting. And if you got more than one kid and you do a one size fits all you fucking one of your kids up yep because it's going to work for one and it's not going to work for the other ones so that shit's stupid very much so um let's see which one these regular ones um that's another asshole um oh let's do this one because i just I feel like I just need to continue in my part of being an advocate to keep doing these ones that show you how fucking dumb it is for you to completely disown your child because you don't like their sexual preference. Because the kid been doing what you wanted them to do, doing what they supposed to do, come out as gay, that's it. Fuck you. You're not my kid no more. Um... This is a 19-year-old female that was just kicked out and disowned because she's gay. Um, I'm sorry if this post is super disorganized. It just happened a few hours ago, and I'm still trying to process it. My parents are extremely religious and have always seen being gay as a horrible thing. Ever since I knew I was gay um, and that I had feelings for girls, I slowly started to try and normalize it around them so that when I did come out, they would be more accepting and not freak out. 
as I kept doing this, I noticed they just, they weren't acting as horrible around gay people or just being disgusting about it as much as before and seemed to almost accept that it was a normal thing that people felt. I told my girlfriend about how I noticed this and she pushed me to finally come out. I thought it was over. I thought it over for a few days and decided it would be fine. I was planning to move in with my girlfriend in a few months anyway. I knew they wouldn't support me, but I had at least hoped that they would be able to see past it and still love me. But when I told them, my mom started crying and screaming about how I'm lying and how I can't be gay. She told me to leave. She yelled about how I was disgusting and she never wanted to see me again. At this point, I started crying and looked towards my dad for support, but he just stayed silent. His look of disgust and disappointment hurt more than what my mother said. I ran around my room, packed some clothes, called my girlfriend and started driving. Uh, when I left, I got a text telling me to never return. I don't know how to deal with this. I'm currently staying with my girlfriend and I'm safe. My parents won't respond to any calls or texts. What should I do? Any help is appreciated. Listen, you should hire, hire the local neighborhood crackhead for $5 a week. A just story. put some shit in the mailbox. <laughs> and your parents remember, just put some shit. Little, little dookie <laughs> dookie in their mailbox on top of their mail like so after like three because after the postal person came around already so the mail get fucked up too and you know how you gonna explain sending letters back to people with doo-doo smell on it you can't you can't explain that I don't know for real though like good riddance this is your life now you knew at some point when you came out and told your parents about your lifestyle that it was a potential that this shit went south. And I hate that it turned out that way in that sense. But good riddance. Once you find out who a person are, believe them. That's what my Angela said. Yep. And if your parents can't accept you, then get ready for a life without them. And you know what? It's going to fuck them up at some point. Yeah. They always do. It always do, y'all. There, there. You can't get rid of your fucking kids out of your life for no bullshit. A motherfucker that you done raised for eighteen years, and and really be okay with them going about their life after you put them, put them out, kick them out, and say don't return. Over some shit that don't. And again, you know, this is an area of people's lives that doesn't negatively impact you at all who i'm fucking when you're not around has nothing to do with you nothing to do with you and the thing about it is you can accept that your child is gay and still not agree with it but it's still your child you still love them but you still feel how you feel about homosexuality you can do that but it's like people feel like if i still love my child if i still accept my child and my child is gay, I'm accepting and loving the, the gay too. And I, I can't do that. So I got to just be done with all of it. And that's not the case at all. Your kids are going to do so many things that you're not going to agree with. I mean, they're going to make choices that you would never have made. And your goal should be to love your kid unconditionally, regardless of whatever decisions that they make, whatever lifestyle changes, I got tattoos. My mama never understood that shit at all. She was so upset when I got the first one. And then when I kept getting them, I think at a point she was just like, well, shit, she just going <laughs> to do what she going to do. And I mean, that's something minuscule, a uh, tattoo, but like 
your kids are going to some of these kids gonna dabble in other religions and shit. Like it's just so many things that your child, as they are growing and becoming the person that they're gonna be, that they're gonna try out and they're gonna see about this and that because that's how you come into who you are. And if you your love is contingent upon them being this specific person all the time and never having any other chance, you gonna be fucked up. And you're gonna find a reason not to love all your children. Because all I'm gonna do something at some point that you disagree with mm-hmm. that may have some lasting effects and you're gonna stop loving them because of that. Did you love them in the first place? You love the idea of your kid. You don't love your kid. Loving your kid means I'm ready to deal with the bullshit too. That's love. You love the idea of your child. And it's fucked up. And I'm glad. This is what I be telling kids to do. When I work with kids who come from these type of backgrounds, just wait till you get out of the house. And I wish that I could tell them, you know, you should be able to be who you want to be. Go ahead and come out to your parents. When you're living with your parent and you are underage, they control much, much too much of your life for you to try to take a stand. <laughs> okay, it's going to be a lot harder for you. But her being 19, she got somewhere to go to be safe. She could take care of herself. So that was the prime time, I feel like, for her to go ahead and just, you know, rip that scab off <laughs> for her parents. Because the thing is, super religious people like that, ain't, you ain't going to. You ain't going to change their mind. It's never going to become a point where, you know, now some of them do change on their own, but like, if you think that just because, like, she felt like because she was trying to acclimate them to, like, gay shit a little bit over time, they would, no. (laughs) And, and, you know, she shouldn't have been trying to gauge this objectively. Like, she should have been asking her parents conversations about this shit. Asking questions about it. Like, I don't know that. I feel like you can't just look at their behavior and be like, oh, I think I know what's going on. No, you got to ask questions. You got to communicate. And I think that was the biggest issue there. She just put too much stock in that shit being right um, from there. Or well enough, anyway. It's unfortunate. Um, Like I said, I wish that this was less of a common thing, but it's very common. It is very, it's a lot of parents that kick their kids out. And at least she 19. I Parents kicking 13 and 14 year olds out of the house, knowing that they cannot survive and manage on their own because they told them that they was gay. Like, this some serious shit. This shit happens. Like, it happens a lot. And it's it's really sad and unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Am I the asshole for telling my dad's wife I'm not her kid? <laughs> Um, that's just step dash, step parent shit. Step parent shit. I got something that I haven't read. Okay. Am I gonna get upset? I haven't read them. Okay. They're from a group called Mature Conversations. Oh Jesus. And uh, the title. I'm gonna go with this one. Of the group. <laughs> All right. As much as I know, I will get cursed out. I know someone is going to give me some sound advice and I'm taking a risk because I need it. I'm begging. I don't want my family and friends to know what's going on, so I have no one to seek advice from. I was engaged to a woman for three years and we were together for six years. The reason we never got married is because I was dragging my feet because I didn't want to be the only man in my group who was married. 
My friends were bachelors at the time, but as of now, they're all married, so you can see why I don't want to make this known. My fiance was really good to me. She helped me out in life and even helped my family out. Her mother and father treated me like I was one of their own. I really had no issues except feeling like I was being pressured to set a date to get married because none of my friends were married. So the reason why my fiance and I split is because I went to her job's Christmas party and one of her co-workers got close to me. My fiance and I are the same age. I'm currently 34. This woman is 51. She came on really strong at the event, but because everyone was drinking, so I brushed it off until she contacted me through my work number. I'm a contractor and my business number is on Facebook. She started to tell me that my fiance speaks badly in me at work and how she is seeing other men. I believe this woman right away and because of my own issues of not wanting to get married, I started having problems with my fiance. I ended up moving out of our house and moving in with this other woman. I don't know why I did it. After living this woman, I feel like a fool. She is nowhere near the type of woman my fiance is. What the fuck? I feel like I'm living. Sorry. I feel like I'm living with a hoarder who you don't have to fight to even present who you have to fight to even present herself properly. And I go nowhere with her because I'm ashamed to where I ended up. I would really like to get back with my ex. She is still single and looking really good. She is in the gym and it shows. I really still love her. I would like her to give me another chance. How do I fix this? Because at her job, people laughed at what happened to her. And I know that broke her down, but she is building up again. I would at least like to have a conversation to talk about things. I know for a fact I have to leave this woman. She was looking for a man to be the father to her children and help her pay bills. I don't know how I got in this mess. As a man, I'm not afraid to admit I have to hide and cry often. I feel like a stupid fool, and I wanted to know how I can fix this situation. Bitch, you can't. Bitch, you can't. <laughs> this is not a serious fucking question, my nigga. Are you serious? You immature ass bitch. First of all, you proposed to this woman and then fucking held off the goddamn wedding because you never wanted to get married and you did not want to get married because you didn't want to be married to her or because you were against marriage. Your immature ass decided, well, I don't want to be the only one in my group of friends that's married, so I'm just going to you know, put this out as far as I can so I ain't, well, ain't going to be the only married one. So then after your friends get married and it became okay for you to fucking get married, you didn't put this shit off for so fucking long. You still don't want to do the shit. So what do you do? You go to a goddamn party had his old cougar bitch coming up on to you. Fine, she was drunk, it was a party, that's fine. But when the bitch contacts you for outside of this party and start telling you this shit, you don't think, oh, you know what? She might just be making this shit up. I don't even know this bitch. She randomly went on Facebook and got my phone number. So red flag, no, 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 because you looking for a goddamn out. You just said, oh, she must be telling the truth. This bitch been talking about me. Let me move out and not move out and get into your own place. No, 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 because you, you still got to be a dumb nigga. So you move out with the fiance and move in with this old fucking woman and her fucking children. And then when the shit don't turn out the way that you, for whatever reason, thought that it was going to turn out, you, with your geeky ass, decide that you want to go back and disrupt this woman's life that you fucking destroyed. You had her out here embarrassed at work. You had her out here heartbroken because her fucking fiance left her and you got the balls you have the audacity if niggas don't have nothing else they got audacity for days you got the audacity to think that you need to go back and disrupt her life again take this l bitch take the l move on leave that woman alone learn from this 
but do not go back and disrupt her fucking life anymore because you you was wrong and I've learned my lesson and I see the I see the error of my ways. Well, bitch, good. Use that on the next bitch. Don't you go back to that woman bothering her. Okay. Sorry. No, no, you're right. You're right. You said you were right with a lot of flair. You're right. Leave that goddamn lady alone, boy. You fucked up, okay? You made your decision. You know? You know why? And you know what? You you chasing behind all of these damn men that don't give a fuck about you. No! Like, goddamn. Probably living their best life with their wives and children and shit. Now you out here with this hoarding-ass cougar looking dumb. <sighs> That's what you get, basically, man. Take this L. Just you don't it. deserve her. No, you don't. You ain't talking about she looking good. She been in the gym. Bitch, shut the fuck up. Oh, <laughs> the audacity. <laughs> Listen, man. Do your, do your research now. All right? You've been with somebody for six years, and you just believe this woman out of the blue. You didn't bring it up to have a conversation. You just kind of, like, believed it and started treating her different. Nah. This was a way for him to get out because even after his friends all got married and supposedly that was the reason why he didn't want to get married, so that should have made it okay. He didn't put this shit out. He didn't want to get married to her. That woman gave him an easy out, and he fucking took it because yeah, who the fuck gonna believe some drunk bitch from a party who was coming on you? Like you didn't even investigate the shit. You just automatically believe what this woman said and just start picking fights with your fiance. You a bitch ass nigga and you got what you deserve. Leave that woman alone, let her go on about her life and find somebody who is going to be uh, deserving of her. Cause it ain't you, nigga. And you just lie in your bed with your cougar ass woman. If you can lie in the bed, I don't know how much of a hoarding problem she got. You might be lying on the couch. I don't fucking know, but you deal with that, nigga. Fuck you. Fuck you talking about how do I get her back? You don't. That's the answer to that fucking question. You don't. I mean, there's ways to get her back. No. Yes. First off, the easiest way to get her back is that she won't be alive while you have her. You'll <laughs> literally have to kill her and, you know, bring her back home with you. No. Like, that's one way. No. Don't put that out there. <laughs> I mean, let's say, let's say, if, hip, hip, if hypnosis is real, that's another way. However, I don't know how you, like, you would have to kidnap her and then have a hypnotize hypnotize her after she kidnapped because there's no way she would ever do that shit on her own will. Um you could also do a face off situation like you know become somebody else. Yeah, like go get your face stitched off, do something different, become a whole different person, you know, completely change every part of who you are <laughs> with that face. And then go to the gym she go to, introduce yourself, you know, but that also means you have to completely abandon this life. So that means fake your death, you know, <laughs> leave a suicide note. Y'all will never find me. Take the car or something. There's ways that you can get back in her life. But they are possible ways, but not very probable ways. You know, it's kind of like playing a lottery. You should never depend on winning if you play the lottery. What you should count on is losing $7. <laughs> That's what you commit to your head that I'm losing $7 in this lottery ticket purchase. But if I win, then we good. You should never be like, I'm going to win this shit. You should be like, 
I'm going to lose $7 on a chance. <laughs> and you know what? You made a decision, man. You've got to be grown enough to know that you fucked up and you fucked up for a reason. And because you fucked up, it took you down a pathway of decisions that only led it to being more fucked up for her. And now that you want out of it, look, just go find you another whole new woman. Find you another one. You can't. You don't deserve her. You don't even deserve. You don't even deserve to be able to sniff her dirty toilet paper. Okay. That's disgusting. <laughs> it is. But I said uh, it. Do you have another one from that group? Yeah. Whoa. Wait a minute. Oh Jesus. Oh, because this one started off. This one started off looking real similar. Uh. <laughs> So I'm 51 and I fell in love with a guy that's 13 years younger than me. <laughs> we so met 30. when I just came out of a bad marriage and two with. He 30? Listen, I mean, it sounds like he the age. It sounds like she the age of the person, and he the age of the person from that last one. True. Okay. But I don't think so. Let's. I don't know. I don't think it is. So I'm 51 and I fell in love with a guy that's 13 years younger than me. We met when I just came out of a bad marriage with two preteen kids. He had just been ditched by his fiance two months before the wedding. I didn't want to get involved because of the age difference, but somehow he stole my heart and became an amazing stepdad to my kids. We've been together for 13 years to date. Okay. I found I found a few months ago that when we broke up briefly seven years ago, he slept with a woman his age. I was drinking a lot because of the pain I felt when my husband was cheating on me with my best friend. I've forgiven him before when I caught him texting women inappropriately after that. He fucked up, but has proven himself over the last year, especially now with the pandemic, me losing my job and him taking over as a major breadwinner. I know he loves me. He tells me every day, but I'm afraid that as I get older, he'll want someone younger. I tried breaking up with him for his sake, but he says I can't decide for him. He made a mistake because he was lying to find himself. He knows what's important. Um, he knows what's important for him, and it's me, but I'm afraid I won't be able to keep him as the years go by. I used to spend a lot of money on skincare, et cetera, but I can't now. I'm struggling with insecurity and my loss of independence. Should I let him go to find someone more suitable for him? By the way, I can't have any more kids. Oh, yes. First of all, both of y'all sounded like y'all needed some time in the beginning of this relationship before y'all even started because you were dealing with a, a huge betrayal. He was also dealing with it. He had left basically almost at the altar by his fiance. So y'all were two broken people who got together. Um, <laughs> I just, I'm gonna let you have this one. Listen, um, ma'am, you need counseling. Yes. Your self-esteem is fucked up for some reason. Okay. And I understand that there's an age gap and that even a person with great self-esteem may look at that age gap and think that there's something wrong. But there's something deeper going on here for you. You got trauma. And that trauma is unresolved as fuck. Because you've had people cheat on you before. Him um, included. They, well, not. Him, I mean, he did some inappropriate shit, but all of that shit is triggering. What that shit triggered was the idea that he would go find somebody else younger than you, better than you. And you can't handle it. Uh, on top of the pandemic being something that's taking away that independence, listen, you need to go to counseling. Find a counselor. Right now they're doing telehealth if you don't want to go nowhere. And if you can afford it. 
if you can't afford it, you know, let that man make his own decision, basically. The whole I can't have kids, like, Ma'am, that, that don't even got shit to do with shit. Like, ain't no. nothing here to indicate that he wants some damn kids. This is just more age-based trauma that mm-hmm. that she have, thinking that it matters that she can't do these things. Yeah, you know, I feel like maybe it's more that she's seen that got her to this point. You know, but either way, you can't control what that man is going to do. Mm-hmm. And if that man want to be with you, then let him be with you. And if you don't want to be with him, break up with him for your sake. Don't be trying to break up with him for his for sake. Him, yeah. You know, do it for your ass, yourself. You know, but that's all I got for that one. I mean, it's nothing I add. Yeah. Um, but that's all. I mean, the next thing I got to do is viral post. All right, let's see. Well, if you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcallartists at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Call Artists, and send it to us that way. If you come across a funny Reddit post that you would like for us to respond to, you can send those as well. Again, try to remember to screen cap it because people be deleting their shit. So it may not be there by the time we look at it if you don't. Valor post. All right. First viral post. This is a question, though. Okay. Our two-year-old found my wife's burner phone. Lots of texts and pussy pics from women she works with. Girls' night is actually women hooking up with each other once a month. I'm hurt, confused, slash turned on. Part of me wants to leave. Part of me wants to join her. What to do? First off, let me go ahead and say that if you believe that joining her is an option, then you need to cancel that shit out. <laughs> if she thought you were going to be open to this shit or wanted your motherfucking involvement to this shit, sure. there's a whole bunch of lifestyles yep. that would accommodate you and her being together. So cancel out the turned on part and just be hurt and confused because that's <laughs> all that shit's going to be. All right. Um, so if you're not going to be able to join her. So your options are to leave or whatever ever else the fuck you come up outside of joining her. Um, I guess it depends on what your problem is. Is your problem is that your woman is having sexual engagements with other people and hiding it from you? Um, are you disgusted by the fact that your woman is at least bisexual? Um, are you only angry at the deceit? It sounds like a part of him only angry at the deceit because if he's turned on, that means a part of him is okay with that shit. He just want to be able to be involved. You know, so but at the end of the day, don't look good, brother. You need to go and do something new. Yeah, I have nothing to add. That's just so fucking yeah. niggas. <sighs> talking about I want to join. Let me, you fucking, you, that's patriarchy talking. Yep. Next one. 90 babies did not survive pre-regulated for locos and gas station K2 to be taken out by no Rona. You know them, uh, for locos used to be that damn poison. Dangerous, yeah. They took out it was more alcohol in that was supposed to be in them for something that's bought in the, like in the store and like beer section, I think. There was something else in them that had people be like going crazy. I don't remember what, what it was exactly, but I remember when Four Locos was fucking people up out here. Yeah, I ain't drink none of that shit. I drank. I think I drank one after it wasn't crazy anymore. They're not that good. I don't understand. I didn't get it. I guess for the effect is why people, because it just tastes like a fucking 
Smirnoff Ice or any of them other little fruity ass drinks you can buy in the beer section. Yeah. So. What role do you play at family gatherings? Comment. The cousin that doesn't show up anymore. <laughs> I'm trying to get like you was one of the blackest compliments ever. <laughs> it is. That's one of them. <laughs> that's one of them things we talked about. Well, that's how men compliment each other on whatever they got going on. You know, you can't just be like, um, you can't just give them no direct compliments. You gotta say some underhanded shit. Bro, you trying to get all the hoes. That means attire is particularly appealing, <laughs> most likely to the women species. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to get like you. Generally will mean something like that. You are financially stable enough to desire to be in your position. Um, next. King Solomon has 700 wives and 300 concubines. Your husband has one side chicken. You want to leave him. My sister, what Bible are you reading from? Fuck you, sir. Yeah. Bitch ass nigga. Just hush. Just hush. When they announced that Trump lost, my meat better run for cover, to be honest. What? Sound like you gonna beat his meat when they say Trump lost. <sighs> okay. I have nothing to add to that. I mean, if you was going to beat your meat anyway, what difference? I mean, are you going to not do that because, I don't know, Trump win, you're not going to masturbate? I don't know. All right. You're appropriating white culture by using electricity. If you also believe using black slang, slang is appropriating on its own. Play by your own rules. Electricity is a cultural product. I didn't know electron flow was an invention of white culture. Is taking advantage of gravity advantage of gravity also appropriating white culture? How about cellular respiration? Do I have your permission to metabolize sugars for energy? This just in the laws of physics and all natural phenomena in the universe happen only because white people allow it. Yes, and the solar system was invented by white people. So please remember, all you minorities, that the sun still revolves around the earth, which is also flat, because Christopher Columbus invented the world being round, so stop buying globes. That's for us, not you. White people. Y'all just gotta accept y'all ain't got no goddamn culture and just let it be. It's okay. It's all right. It's fine. Okay? It is. Trying to come up with shit, you look like an idiot. Using electricity, you're going to equate using electricity with the cultural appropriations that happen all the time, whether it be with hairstyles, whether it be just, you know what? (laughs) They don't understand. I cannot it's too much. They don't understand. Oh, white They people. should, but they don't. And I mean problematic white people, not just all white people. Y'all just, yeah, They don't understand. They be too much sometimes. Y'all just... Oh, Jesus. Yeah, they doing too much. Way too much. Okay. If he texts you grand rising, you should absolutely decline the first date. Yes. Listen, just say good morning, okay? But they already yeah. let me know you on some hotel shit. Like, I'm... No, no. Please text me Green Rising. I want to know that that's the kind of shit that you say so I know what I'm getting into so I don't get into it. Don't just say good morning. If you are inclined to say Grand Rising Queen, send me that. So I can put your ass on ignore. Thanks. Okay. 
Her, why your eggplant emoji tastes like lotion? Me, I'm gonna keep it a bean. I ain't think you was coming. <laughs> wow. Stupid. A man said to his wife one day, I don't know how you could be so stupid and so beautiful all at the same time. The wife responded, allow me to explain. God made me beautiful so you would be attracted to me. God made me stupid so I would be attracted to you. Wow. I love it. But it's, it's, it's still, she still calling herself stupid to burn she, him. Yeah, but it was a good burn, even though. <laughs> you know what? Something that I don't think we should normalize. I don't think we should normalize, like, or, or a lot of the continuation of this uh, um, um, married man abuse. What do you mean? Like, I mean, for, for decent dudes who are married, they always be on that, oh, my wife is in charge. Oh, she runs the show. All that shit. Does like, she me and... No, no, she don't. Yes, she does. No, she don't. Yes, she does. Not in my life. <laughs> this is a collaborative effort forever. It is a collaborative effort, but I think just by the very nature of women, we naturally end up taking, like, managing a whole lot of stuff. Like, it's just what it is. If my mama died before my dad, and my dad ain't gonna know how to do shit. And I mean, I mean, as far as she pay all the bills, he bring in money to help with them. But, like, she do most of the stuff around the house. So if she died, he fucked up because he ain't gonna know how whether, no, do nothing. Man, that's, it's sad. But in these 36 years, I done probably spent three and a half, four of them in relationships. I don't know how not to take care of myself. Yeah. You know, and so that can't be the reason that I would be on that side of a relationship at some point. Well, I mean, once you get married, it might change. Like, again, because I don't even think, I don't think a conversation is had like where people are like, okay, you're going to do this, this, and that, and I'm going to do, like, I don't, I think naturally that just kind of happens where, you know, the wife ends up doing these things. I don't know that it's always a conversation. So they, that could naturally just happen. And you just look around and be like, oh shit, she do these things. I had a conversation with my girlfriend about it because she let it be known the shit she don't like to do, <laughs> you know? And one of them is washing dishes. Mm-hmm. Okay? I fuck with the kitchen. I wash dishes. And subsequently, the, she said that's how I actually got her. Like, Because one day she called me and she was like, I need my dishes washed. Like this was early. Like we were just chatting. We hadn't really met for real before. Maybe once we went out. She was like, I need my dishes washed. I said, I'll wash them. I came over there, washed the dishes and left. And she was like, she was kind of like surprised at the fact that I was not there for more than just washing dishes for real. <laughs> like I literally came and washed dishes and left. And she was like, that was a moment where she was like, he might be onto something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we had a conversation, you know. And you so know, I was like, you know that you can't count you. I know I don't count me. And I guess maybe that's my perspective because. 
I don't plan on. I first, I ain't no, I ain't no husband that'll take no fucking verbal abuse. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I take a little bit, I guess, if you with the girls and they be all like, "Well, me and this, me and that," and I happen to be in the room. You know, I'll take a little bit of, you know, verbal abuse by proxy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just because you got to fit in with the girls, you know. I don't expect you to be like, well, my man, because niggas, they ain't finna be, look, women ain't finna be mad at me because you got a dude that you bragging about, and men ain't finna be mad at me because they women coming home talking about Mr. On Point be doing this and be doing that. <laughs> so look, don't defend that shit with me. Just, I talk shit with them about me too. But it, when we get home now, don't let that shit start soaking in like a sponge. <laughs> You just I, like all them other niggas ain't washing dishes on time. I wouldn't want to do that, but I would want to. I think my ideal relationship, I would have the banter that I have with my brother. You know mm-hmm. how when we get together, we talk shit. Oh, yeah. Talk because my shit. family does that. Like, we all, so like, I, <laughs> I would like somebody that, like, over time, I could assimilate into that. <laughs> but you know, I, I mean that you have the you have to walk a tightrope with that, because at least your brother, you know, has a foundation of expectation of love and connection with him that always gonna be maintained, even if one of y'all go overboard. Oh yeah. But you can easily get to. I can't believe that nigga said that. But I feel like he so. I don't even know that William has ever because we know each other well enough. You know what I'm saying? Like we know what the boundaries are. I know what to not say to him. Like I know how far I can go with my insults. Y'all just know, aggressive with each other. Y'all yeah. aggressive with each other. Y'all not personal with each other. Yeah. Y'all just say, y'all just say harsh shit. shit to each other, and that's regular shit talking. Yeah. You you know he don't be like well that's why your old ass relationship. Like, you don't bring up nothing about his old relationships to him. No. You know, y'all don't get personal, you know, but, like, you got to be careful when doing that shit in relationships because you know all the shit about your partner. True. But I know a lot of shit about my brother. Like, I feel, that's what I'm saying. Like, they would need to know where that line is. Like, we walk that, me and William, and my whole family is not even just him. Like, again. I don't think you've seen all of it. You haven't. You've met some of my other. No, you saw how I interact with my mom and my bro- my other brother. Yeah. Like all of us do that shit. Like all of us are surface level talkers, shit talkers about each other. Like that's my whole our whole Thanksgiving look like. <laughs> so like somebody that could do that would be my ideal. That can be. Yeah, it would be, but you gotta be careful because you might have somebody that's good with surface level shit talking but in their family they might get personal every now and then better learn real fucking quick not to do that with me <laughs> then you're gonna have to define that shit at the beginning I will say, I, we can do that we can set the parameters yeah and you need to make sure that he hang out with you and william at some point and you need to tell him look surface level shit talking is what i do don't bring up no personal shit don't bring up no old shit don't bring up no shit that i done told you don't get your little passive aggressive feelings hurt if you do some passive aggressive shit you gonna get bad, or you gonna be bad off fucking with me? I'm just gonna I'm let you know. Queen of passive aggressive shit. Yeah, the queen. That's that's when you're gonna have to have him call me, <laughs> Mr. On Point Man. How do I get out of this shit with her? How many days has it been? What did you do? Oh shit, that's a that's about five days. 
<laughs> three days left. Okay. Um, she don't fuck with flattery when she know you don't fucked up. You can't do flattery. You need at least one more day of leaving her the fuck alone. All right. It's three days of leaving her the fuck alone. And then after that, you got two days where you got some critical moves to make. Now, if you don't make the right moves, it's just going to extend to about seven days. If you make the right and the wrong move, I feel like the wrong move for you would be flattery. Like you, you oh, can't yeah. do shit for you that no, niggas know you can't come up with flowers and shit. And you just gonna feel like you're trying to bribe like a police officer when you offer him something like you trying to bribe me, motherfucking bitch. Shut the fuck. Get these fucking flowers out of here. Light them on fire, son. You can't do that shit, man. You can't. Do that shit. No, you can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm still working on what you would do. You know me too well. <laughs> I know, I know. You can't flatter. You can't. That's why I'm telling you. If you want, when your relationship happens, if you want that shit to work, you need to connect him with me. I'll take it seriously. I promise, because I want you to have somebody as much as you want to have somebody. I don't want to sabotage that shit. When you find a nigga that you want, just go ahead and give him the motherfucking on point hotline. If you fuck up or you don't know what to do in a situation. Call him. I know this shit sounds crazy. I know it's odd. I know it ain't relationship formally, but he know me well enough to make sure that you don't fuck this up for you or for me. You know, you might as well need... Matter of fact, when you decide to get in a relationship, you need to go on ahead and send them to me for orientation. <laughs> Listen, nigga, I'm going to tell you right now, you need to be done with all kinds of hoes. You need to be done with all kinds of exes. If you got threads in your phone right now that you got saved from talking to other women, delete them hoes. Don't even save them on no backup cloud. Get rid of that shit. You don't need no reminiscing. You need to get rid of all the pictures in your Google Cloud. You need to get rid of everything, okay? Because it don't take nothing but a sneeze <laughs> on the wrong day to fuck up this relationship for yourself, all right? It don't take but one wrong thing, and you got to roll this out in tears now. Orientation chapter one. <laughs> Making Red mad. <laughs> this is the most important one. You could do this very fast <laughs> and very deeply. <laughs> and it may not have much to do with you, but the solution got something to do with you. You got to recognize when she's angry, okay? So, yeah, send him to me for orientation. We got to get that shit popping because he need to understand that he got an ally. <laughs> Hell. I'm serious. I know you are. That's why it's so funny. <laughs> serious as hell. These man, you are you are very particular. I am. Yeah, acquired taste, like yeah. asparagus. I mean, I wish you could have chose something other than asparagus. Don't you like love it. asparagus, don't you? I do. I but love asparagus too. Huh? Well, well, that's how many people don't need to be fucking with you. <laughs> Only the people who fuck with asparagus need to be coming up here. <laughs> so when you're in the line and a bunch of niggas be like, hey, and you be like, hey, who don't fuck with asparagus? And they all raise their hand. Y'all get the fuck out. <laughs> that's, that's just how it is. Who don't like pass, uh, Who don't like surface level shit talking? People raise their hand. Y'all leave. Leave. This room ain't for you. Yeah, yeah. Just send me that. Send them to me so we can go to orientation. Oh, God. All right. What is your favorite narrative in an R&B song? 
Mine is, you remind me, what Usher makes a woman he just met sit down so that he can lecture her on the fact that they can't date because she just kind of remembers resembles one of his exes. That song is so fucked up when you, like, sit down and listen to it. it. That's literally what the song is about. I'm sorry. I can't. You remind me of this girl I once knew. I see a face whenever I look at you. So this ain't going to work. Like, bitch, I can't help my face. Like, listen. You made a whole song. To tell you're me missing. Too? You're missing the whole point of the song. He didn't know this girl. In the video, she was just walking, and he walked up to her and was like, you look like one of my exes. We can't work. <laughs> Bitch, who was even looking for you? <laughs> Ain't nobody checking for you, bro. <laughs> Listen, while you think of songs that fit the bill, I'm going to read the comments. Okay. Mine is Where I Want to Be by Donnell Jones. Oh, he God. let his girl go because he wanted a hold and stood outside the restaurant while she was on a date singing Sweet Little Doodle Doodle D. <laughs> And don't mean to hurt you, baby. Oh, no. <laughs> that was a fucked up song, too. Uh, Lost and Turned Out by the Whispers. A cautionary tale about hoeing set to the smoothest of grooves. I don't know that song. Or I, it, it's not coming to me. Shaggy, it wasn't me. She saw y'all on the counter, banging on the sofa on camera, stayed until it was over, and y'all never saw her, and you still gonna lie about it? <laughs> Anthony Hamilton, Charlene, my nigga was hurt and got the letter. She gone. I'm going to sit right here until you come back. Like, I might not move. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> One Woman Man by Dave Hollister. Running oh, into my ex and telling them how bad they are and how good the sex was, but I got to go home to my girl now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> the Rain. Uh, I don't know who this song is by. The who? Rain. The Rain? Is that Miss Elliot? I don't know. Maybe. It says, imagine you out probably headed back from buying your lady another fur jewelries and shit. The weather is bad, but you know soon you'll be home with your woman. Then you see her holding hands with another nigga, can noodling and shit. So then you follow him, and for a second you almost go the OJ right and do dirt, but you said, no, nah, I'll see her at home. I'm going to see you at home. We're going to talk. I don't know what song that is. Uh, yeah, I don't know what song that is. Uh, I don't know what some of these songs are. Not Your Friend by Case. He really thought that throughout the whole video that his girl's best friend was trying to get with him. Although telling his girl was noble, but conceited much, she was trying to get you to take the bait so she could tell on you. <laughs> Running out of lies, Johnny Taylor. Man's really made a whole song complaining to his side chick that he can't come up with more excuses to give his wife. Yes, have you ever heard that song? Uh-uh. That song is so... First of all, let me just talk about real quick how fucked up old school R&B, like the stories behind it. Yeah, he basically is telling her, like, I'm running out of lies. He can't come up with no more good alibis. And <laughs> how he got a good woman. It's a part in the song where his conscience be, like, telling him he don't need to do this. <laughs> it's just terrible. And the song that I've been thinking of this whole time is Kiss and Say Goodbye. I think it's by the Manhattan. Have you ever heard this? Let's Just Kiss and Say Goodbye? Uh-uh. So they meet on this park bench. Both of them married to other people and been fucking around with each other. And basically, he like, we got to stop doing this. Um, so let's just kiss and say goodbye because, you know, I got somebody, you got somebody. We shouldn't have never been doing this shit from the beginning. <laughs> mm. Old school R&B, the stories, they was doing some fucked up shit. <laughs> but yeah, 
Running Out of Lies by Johnny Taylor. You need to hear that song because it's just <laughs> like, nigga, what? Ruben stuttered, sorry for 2004. Nobody was worried about him with some bitches in the strip clubs and hot tubs. <laughs> and then another comment on that said, but only for 2004. He wasn't going to mess up no more that year. <laughs> oh, this one says, oh, how could I forget? I wish he didn't trust me so much by Bobby Womack. Yep. The dirty Mac and Creep anthem of life. Talk about living out your art. You know that he was it all uh, who's white? Say on Cook White. He fucked one of another seamers yeah. uh, took a while. He married her. Then he married her daughter afterwards. He was a fucked up person. <laughs> General Bubba Womack has stuff going on. <laughs> Don't take it personal by Monica. Monica is just answering the age-old question of do you women want your space or your attention while PMSing menstruating? The answer is yes. Just first, first date by Nicolay. Song stresses the importance of looking folks up on your family tree when you meet or else you might see your bike and your auntie in their photo, photo album. I don't know. First date. Too close by next. A whole ass old to hard dick on the dance floor. Yes. Friend of mine by Kelly Price. She was a friend of mine. Yeah. And then <clears throat> uh, Two Wrongs by Wyclef. Another song about a cheating man and his stupid bra who takes him back after he promises to do right this time. Make <laughs> it right. Oh, I hated that song. Wrong wrong, don't make it right either, bitch. At all. At all. <laughs> My child has told her Zoom class that I'm making my magic cigar. I'm going to faint. Oh, we... Yeah, apparently. Um, Exam postponed by Patrick Wilson. Hello, all. Unfortunately, I have to have to reschedule the exam, and I will have to cancel class on Thursday. Against my best wishes, I've been shot and I'm being treated in the ER. I also have COVID, and the divorce is getting messy. Office hours are still 11 to 12 on Monday to Wednesday. With your teacher's assistant. If I'm alive, the exam will be moved to Monday of next week. Keep reviewing the text and over your IDs. Best wishes, Professor Wilson. <laughs> he got way too personal. And they had a real bad couple of days. <laughs> they got shot, got COVID, and a divorce taken off. Damn. Um, two things I'm always beat the odds and my meat. And the last oh, I one. Another song. What? Cheaper to keeper, Johnny Taylor. Oh, you, Johnny Taylor's just always bullshit, huh? A whole last song about just you better go and stay with her because the alimony gun and child support gonna eat your ass up. So it's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, whole song about it. <clears throat> All right, this last one is like a scenario. Please tell me if I overreacted. So yesterday was my boyfriend's birthday, so I surprised him with a gorgeous cake and took him two hours away to the beach in L.A. It was a nice night, but I feel his behavior was unappreciative. He just kept saying he didn't like this and he didn't like that, but I held my tongue since it was his day. So today I visit him and he's sitting in his car and the whole time I'm inside talking to his family. I decided to light his candle and sing happy birthday with his cake since we were out so late we didn't get to yesterday. Three people tried to get him to come inside, and I had already lit the camera to surprise him when he came in. He gonna say he don't give a fuck and he not coming in. So I grabbed the cake and walked outside and threw that shit at him in the car and told him he's unappreciative and ungrateful, and I left. Too much? Yes, ma'am. 
too fucking much. Yeah, I want to do the cake. Goddamn. Like, yo, you got anger issues. <clears throat> that was an angry situation. No, I ain't gonna say I wouldn't have cussed him out, but I wouldn't have threw the cake. I would have had words, though. I mean, throwing the cake is the problem. Like, yeah, I wouldn't have threw the cake. Yeah. And did yeah. I buy the cake? I definitely wouldn't have thrown no goddamn cake. You I brought did the buy the cake. cake. I ain't gonna waste no fucking cake. Because I'm mad. You're gonna get these words, and I'm gonna eat this cake. <laughs> Shit. Crazy. That was your last one? Yeah. I still am thinking of songs. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that it one. It was a good one. Because there's a lot of fucked up ass songs. Um, ooh, like like uh, Betty Wright songs to the other Oh, yeah. Person. Then you got um, Deborah Cox and um, Whitney Houston, same script, different cast. Uh-huh. Just there's a lot of R&B is full of songs. You'd be like, ooh, girl, okay. I don't have news. Um, I didn't really see anything, but what I did want to talk about is I don't know if y'all been seeing this movie advertised. Hulu came out with a Hulu produced movie called Bad Hair. It's supposed to be like a horror movie for Halloween. And it 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 has Usher and Kelly Rowland in it and Vanessa Williams. And basically, <clears throat> the movie started off with this little girl who was adopted into this family. And the family ain't, they're still a black family, but they all have like a nicer, greater hair. She has like a more um, Afro textured, you know, hair. And so the movie started off with her sister trying to perm her hair and she leaves it on too long or. Something happens and a little girl get a permanent burn in her head. <clears throat> so she's, you know, she ain't trying to do no permanent or nothing. So she grows up and she works for a TV station that's kind of like BET called Culture. And I don't even, I don't remember what year this is supposed to be set in. But anyway, she's like an assistant at this place. And Vanessa Williams comes in and takes over the company. And then they start calling it cult instead of culture. And Vanessa Williams has this like long hair that's a weave. And the girl, I don't even want to go through because it's it's so stupid. Let me get to like the, the overall arc of the movie. The arc of the movie is that she gets told, the girl gets told that her Afro hair um, is keeping her from like being able to move up, you know, and that people look at her and think that she's just some girl from the block. So she goes and gets this sew-in put in. And there's this whole <clears throat> thing about how slave owners, back in slavery times, this uh, slave went and got some moss off a tree that looked like hair and put it in her head so that she would look more like Massa and the hair. It was actually a tree from some witches and the hair was possessed. And the whole thing is everybody that go to this salon and get a sew-in becomes possessed. The hair be killing people and have you. It is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. And any white people that watch it are going to be like, what? I got it because I know about good hair, bad hair in the black community and how it's viewed and, all, and how weave and all that is viewed. But like, 
it it was too they tried too hard i, I saw where they was trying to go with it um it was too much though it it, it missed the mark for me and I only watched it to the end because I was like, well, how the fuck is this going to end? And of course, it ends with a girl realizing that she didn't need the weave and she takes the weave out of her hair. That shit sounds stupid as hell. It is very dumb. I also don't know how to choose movies. Well, and you know what? They have, like, you can find pictures of him from in the movie. He has a very limited role. Like, very limited. Him and Kelly Rowland Kelly Rowland plays a, a musical artist that is the main character's favorite artist and that who she wants to be like. And Kelly Rowland has a weave. That's her part of the movie. Usher is like Kelly Rowland. I don't know if that, she's supposed to be his her boyfriend or if he's like her manager or assistant. You see him like two times in the whole movie. He don't really be in that movie. They show him like, ooh, Usher's in this movie, but he's briefly in the movie. It's kind of like how they show Jada Pinkett in one of them screen movies and she got killed for the credits came up. <laughs> it's, it's about like that. <laughs> uh, you don't really see... Uh, you see Kelly Morning, you see Usher, but both of them have very minuscule parts in it. In it. But it's a dumbass. I get where they was trying to go and trying to, oh, you know, black culture in a, in a, in a horror film. Um... But it just Jordan Peele did better with Get Out. It was trying to do like some Get Out type shit. It just did. It missed the mark. Yeah, mark. horribly. So don't watch that shit. Or if you just want to watch a really bad fucking horror movie that's not going to scare you at all, then you know whatever. But it's called. I think it's called Bad Hair. It was just. It, it was terrible. I don't even know why I watched it. I saw it. I read what it was supposed to be about, and I was like, this sounds stupid. But I was waiting to go do something. It was raining. And I was like, I'll just start watching it until the rain stopped and I can leave. And I ended up watching the whole thing, but it was not good. So watch at your own peril. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Won't be watching that. Everybody need to watch Lovecraft if you're black, especially. I am so excited because I watched the first episode. And thanks to Shogun, I can watch. (laughs) I can watch it now. And I'm going to have to be off a, a, a whole week because of me having this surgery so I can just binge watch it and I don't have to wait for the next week to find out what happens. I can just watch the whole goddamn thing at once. So I'm excited to watch it. Awesome. You should. It's good. And this is me breaking my being contrary because you know I don't usually watch stuff when it's popular. Yeah. yeah. It's an exception. <laughs> but it, this fits so many markers of something that you would like True. even if it's popular. Like, Yeah, it does. Yeah, you should watch it. Uh, I'm going to um, plan for next week. I don't have any news either. I mean, I got some stuff I could talk about, but I'm going to skip the news this week. And, uh, well, because we got time running out. Oh. Um, but, uh, yeah, do you got anything else on your mind? No, just like I said, send out good vibes. I'm not, I have a pretty high tolerance for pain, but I just feel like this is going to fucking suck monkey balls, so. Yeah. All right. Well, gonna be sending you positive vibes, and until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.